friends, welcome to WrestleBuddies GameSpot's wrestling podcast, both wrestling, friendship, and wrestling with friendship. I am your host, 40 over 40, Matt Elfring, and with me as always is the wonderful, incomparable Chris Hayner. Chris, how are you? Join the Dark Order, Matt. Join DarkOrder.com. I'm great. You're 40, baby. Welcome to the club. I, uh, Chris, I haven't even told you this yet. Uh, I went out drinking to a brewery with a bunch of friends. If you follow me on Twitter, you know this. Uh, and I follow you on Twitter. I didn't know this. I, t- I posted pictures. I was posting drunk tweets that night as well. Oh, I missed them entirely. Okay. I have not drank like that in a long time. Uh, and I remembered there's a reason I don't drink that much. I don't like being drunk or uh-huh. hungover. Oh, yeah. You got to alternate water in between every drink. That's I drank key. three bottles of water and then I went just hard on beer. No, no, no. That's why you got to alternate one beer, mm. one water, one beer, one water over yep. and over and over again. Or just two micheladas and that's it. Yeah, that's my normal drink. Yeah, I hit 40. I uh, I had a day off at work. I grilled some food for my family. I smoked bro, some food for my family. Oh, you had four days off work. You had a four-day weekend. I t- well, one was a comp day, and then yesterday was my... Uh, everybody at work takes their birthday off, I noticed, for years, and I never had. You keep, Chris, say, you keep saying this like, I have a choice. You don't have a choice. Your birthday is Christmas. Uh, but I just decided this year I'm taking my birthday off, and I just had the most selfish day possible which involved picking my kid up early from school to hang out with him and making my wife dinner. <laughs> wow. Selfish. You selfish scumbag. I watched two episodes of the Minx on HBO max. Fantastic. Very good. Very good. I finished upload horrible ending to the season. Haven't finished it yet. Don't spoil. It's, we'll talk when you get there. Okay. What else did I watch? I started the, um, the, the show about the Lakers on HBO. Oh, winning time. Didn't like it at all. Honestly, I'm like, this is I am not the audience for this show. It's hilarious to me that the title of this show isn't Showtime because Showtime exists and is an HBO competitor. Yes. Like it's because like in theory, this should be called Showtime. It should. Instead, it's called winning time. You know, that phrase we all use over and over again. It's winning time. Uh, what? Oh, Matt, I've I've been really going down the rabbit hole of my new favorite genre of television, which is grifters with weird accents. Okay. So I watched Inventing Anna, which you know about. I believe you said you've watched it. I've watched um, the Generational Hustle episode, the documentary about her, and then the Netflix movie. So, but I, you haven't I watched hate the Netflix movie. The Netflix show? Oh, sorry, show, TV show, sorry. Oh, loved the Netflix show. I Inventing hate it because, I, because she got money to pay off the people that she ripped off. Yeah. It's a kind of a double-edged sword. Like, I'm mad that she got money off of it. But then again, the people that she grifted got money back. Yeah. Uh, so then I also started watching The Dropout on Hulu, where Amanda Seyfried plays. Uh, I want to see that. Elizabeth the Theranos, Theranos. Uh, woman. Yeah, Elizabeth Holmes. Uh, she she does the voice really, really well. And then this past weekend, Lord Pumpernickel and I started We Crashed, in which Jared Leto has an over-the-top accent as the guy who created and crashed and burned We Work. Well, the guy that created WeWork has an over-the-top over oh, accent. They all do, but like it's hilarious watching actors try to replicate these accents. Yeah. Like it's very it's very, very strange. But also Anne Hathaway comes through in Recrash with a very interesting sort of accent slash tone of voice for her character, also known as uh the wife of 
the guy who created WeWork, whose most notable uh, attribute based on the show is that she's also Gwyneth Paltrow's cousin. Yes. That's all you need to know about her. She is Gwyneth Paltrow's cousin and not much else. We are going to commit a, create a community that people will love all around. Let's have fun. That's my... Um, that is that your Tommy Wiseau? It's also a Tommy Wiseau. It's a Tommy Wiseau slash the guy who created Rework. Because that's the other thing. I feel like when the when the room was surging in popularity, there was this whole big discussion of like, where is Tommy Wiseau from? We don't yes. really know because he doesn't really talk about his past. I know where he's from. He must have lived next door to the creator of WeWork because they, they sound exactly alike. Exactly. <laughs> <sighs> But yeah, that but that's not why we're here, why we're here, Matt. We're here to talk wrestling. And um, one week from today, the day you're listening to this, mm-hmm. Thursday, Matt and I are on the road to WrestleMania. Quite literally, uh, we are both one week from th- today, Thursday. We're recording this on Tuesday, but it's publishing mm-hmm. on Thursday. One week from today, Thursday, we are heading to Dallas to do all sorts of wrestling things. We will be going to SmackDown, the Hall of Fame, NXT Stand and Deliver, WrestleMania Night 1, WrestleMania Night 2, WWE Raw after WrestleMania, back home, sleeping, to bed. I think that about covers it up, but we got a lot of fun pod stuff uh, planned. Obviously, as Matt revealed to you and me last week, we'll be recording our 100th episode we're finally going to do Ready to Rumble, and it's going to be the first thing we record in person. Uh, we learned after that episode that there's something else wrestling related that is going on in Dallas. And it's the most us slash me thing that could possibly be happening WrestleMania week. WWE has opened up a virtual kitchen that is operating out of the International House of Pancakes. Yes. And it's a 100% quesadilla themed quesadilla restaurant it's called wwe smackadillas <laughs> which is a terrible title it's not a good title at all but it's got i'm gonna be real with you matt i've been looking at the menu i've been looking at some pictures and there's some good good stuff that we're gonna and i've told matt we're probably gonna have to order one of everything and try everything I not eat most of it. I Chris, here's the problem uh-huh. with that idea is I want to get some barbecue in Dallas. <laughs> no, I understand. No, Matt, my thought was this will be the food we get to. This is the, this will be the food we eat while we watch ready to rumble. We'll get it delivered to the hotel, eat it while we watch ready to rumble. Then we'll record the ready to rumble podcast and we'll, and we'll take notes on the food as we feel so led. And then we will record that episode after the fact. I definitely need to make sure that uh-huh. uh, Adobe Audition is downloaded to my laptop. Yeah, you do. And I have to make sure to bring this mic. Yeah, you do. Uh, Matt, I can give you just just a, a quick preview mm-hmm. of some of the smackadillas. Uh The Powerbomb Pizza smackadilla. Which is Hold a, on, stop the train, uh-huh. Chris. Or were you telling me that they have a quesadilla uh-huh. uh, that has a pizza inside of it? Kind of, but not really. It includes crispy mozzarella sticks, chihuahua cheese, 
roasted Italian cherry tomatoes, pepperoni, and then a side of marinara for dipping or drizzling. That's a pizzone, isn't it? Like a pizza calzone? A calzone? Also, also, you know what rhymes with the Royal Rumble? What? The Onion Rumble? Wait, wait, wait. Say it again? The Onion Rumble? I thought you said the Bunyan Grumble. No, the Onion Rumble. You don't rise the onion? Bunyan. Gross. It's true. Caramelized onions crispy onion rings swiss cheese with a side of sour cream and onion. um i'd eat that because i got no one to kiss so i'm good to go yeah there's not gonna be a lot of making out in our hotel room no so, like, no this, this worked out the cheesy chicken champion the triple c man do i, do I need just... to bring cholesterol medicine i don't have it yet but like uh, i should probably i'll tell get you some. i'll tell you what i'm bringing tums because one of these is called the spicy superstar oh what's in that one Spicy serrano pepper, onion, and pickled jalapeno relish, avocado, chihuahua cheese, pepper jack cheese, with a side of poblano queso. Ooh, that don't sound bad. It doesn't. No, some of these sound. Some of these actually sound kind of dope. You know what? They're all using chihuahua cheese, which makes me a little happier. Like that, it's you know they're not just crapping it up with like it's a Mexican blend. Uh, which they're is not all, they're not all using chihuahua cheese, Matt. Let me introduce okay. you to the chicken versus ranch. Hold on a second. Are you telling me that a chicken is going to fight dressing? Evidently, it's crunchy chicken tenders, ranch, bacon, pepper jack cheese, avocado, side of ranch. Chris. That so sounds... it has ranch, but it has a side of ranch. I don't understand. That sounds really good, actually. I haven't eaten at all yet, so. It is I, my lunchtime. I, I, had a, I had a leftover taco from a local establishment this morning, so like, I feel pretty good. That's what we're gonna be doing next week. We're gonna be eating a bunch of food. I'm sure we'll have. We're an gonna be eating beforehand. garbage, watching garbage, and talking about garbage, and also WrestleMania. Chris, what's on the menu? What's on the food menu for this? I'm so hungry. God, I'm so hungry. <laughs> I did it. I got you primed. Ha ha ha. Uh, this week, Matt, we've talked about it for several weeks. We have. We keep and we for- haven't done it. We keep forgetting <laughs> to do it and or getting sidetracked by other topics. But finally, we're doing it. It's time to go through the very complicated history of WWE slash WWF syndicated programming. And holy cow, the hole is even deeper than I thought it was. Chris, I remember um, there's at least 40 of these shows. I'm and like, I'm kind of joking, but I think it's probably what? Do you have a favorite? Do I have a favorite? Yeah. Oh, I think for me, what I remember the most, watching the most that I love the most, like I, I could joke around and say Thunder. Uh, Thunder wasn't syndicated. Never mind. I'd say Sunday Night Heat. Also not syndicated. That Sunday wasn't. Ca- it was on USA Network and then it was on MTV. That, that's, uh, man. Okay. Then I love um, Velocity. Velocity is uh, a good Main one. event. Main event's still around. We're going main event. Main event also, well, kind of syndicated. Main event, I believe, not syndicated, Matt. Saturday night main event, guys. Let's just go right to it. Saturday night's main event was an NBC special. <laughs> You're not good at this. Uh, WWF Superstars. Okay, I'll give you I'll, that is actually one we will be discussing. Yes, I finally nailed one out of the 8 million shows WWF has had over the it, years. It, it 
okay, it's a it is a deep and rich history, but uh, just for simplicity's sake, simplicity's sake, a simplicity stake, baby. Chris, for the for the users the users out there of this podcast, uh-huh. um, yeah, go ahead. Let's just explain what syndicated is because I don't really remember. <laughs> I don't think I have a grasp on it. (laughs) (laughs) Syndicated television. Okay. So you look at most television now, it is all whole. It has a network home. Mm -hmm. Uh, Think of what's the biggest show on TV, Matt? Uh, 90 day fiance. That is a Netflix show. No, that is a TLC. That is a TLC. It's a TLC show. There's people there laughing at me right now, but like, you do realize there's 8 million spinoffs for a reason. People love that. It's cheap to produce. It's super cheap to produce. <laughs> uh, so th- oh, that is a traditional television show has a network home. A syndicated show mm-hmm. is owned by a studio or a, pro- or a content provider and does not have a designated network home. It is sold to individual stations for airing. Uh, so, so Sunday Night Heat, I'm kind of correct. Because no. MTV MTV was Viacom, uh, at that time Viacom, and you and USA was owned by oh god at that time, well, it's just Universal. Yeah, and those are two separate companies. Yes, completely. well that but it's not it's not entirely the same because the the same could be said of like when Raw it's like Raw with the TNN. Yeah. Syndicated programming isn't on any one network at the same time. It's just it's bought by local TV affiliates and put on their schedule. Okay. Okay. You see what I mean? So So, like anything that was on UPN for me growing up, wrestling wise, is a syndicated show. Well, no, SmackDown Mm, was on UPN. SmackDown was on UPN. No, because like okay, very bad at syndication and understanding it. Think Baywatch. Baywatch is the biggest, I believe, one of the biggest syndicated hits of all time. Uh, it was on a network for its first season, got canceled. They bought the rights back and they sold it into syndication and it became the behemoth mm-hmm. that is Baywatch. Um, nowadays, there are lots of talk shows, court shows, uh, stuff like that that are syndicated. Like, I believe Judge Judy is a syndicated show. Uh, Wendy Williams, which is coming to an end. That is a that is syndicated programming. Uh, one that just got canceled, Judge Jerry, the Jerry Springer Court Show. Okay, I got my head wrapped show. around it now. Yeah. All right. Uh, now I, I, I believe done. I believe currently WWE does not have any traditionally syndicated programming, but main event in a sense I would say because well they have a deal with Hulu though, I believe for that. And I believe main event might be. Oh, God, it's hard to remember. No, main event's still going, but I believe main event primarily exists for international territories. Yeah. Um, From what I understand. But yeah, it is it is a it is a it is a Hulu show. OK. Stateside. OK. Shotgun Saturday night. Yes. OK, so yeah, now, now, now I you're- finally nailed it, guys. Now you're getting somewhere, Matt. So WWE slash WWF slash WWWF has a long history of syndicated programming. Uh, and honestly, pro wrestling does because we'll mm-hmm. get we'll get into it because, Matt, my favorite pro wrestling syndicated pro wrestling show isn't a WWF show. It's WCW Saturday Night, a show I watched all the time because I didn't have cable. 
And WCW Saturday Night aired locally for me on regular television. I, I did not have cable growing up until we were like the last people to get it, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was Superstars? What was there? It was a Saturday morning or Sunday morning one for WWF. But I think that only ran to like 88. Yeah, I I think so. Well, okay, Matt, let's start with the ones. Let's just let's hit the ones that were available in our lifetimes, whether or not we watch them. Uh, and it kind of, at least for us, begins with uh, WWF Championship Wrestling, Ooh. which ran until 1986. Um, <laughs> the fun like there's I like I feel like especially for us since it's we were babies it started yeah. honestly this show started in the 70s and ran until 86 uh like vince mcmahon was the announcer on it uh and it was it was kind of the flagship for a while of wwe programming uh eventually it was replaced by superstars of wrestling but matt the only thing you need to know about wwf championship wrestling is that then in 1984 its theme song was thriller by michael jackson I don't wait, know. Wait, how wait, that wait, works. Whoa, 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 uh-huh. whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Thriller. Thriller. If you if you tuned in to watch Championship Wrestling in 1984 only, you would be greeted by Thriller. Because nothing says, let's watch some matches. Like the haunted Michael Jackson monster song. I believe that's before the video. Let me just please oh please check. Uh, we do know that uh, music videos are my thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that's. Oh, no. Oh, wow. What? OK, so it, it was late 83. I thought it, for some reason I thought it was late 84 that it came out. Okay. No, it's all of 84. Thriller music video existed. OK, with Jonathan Landis. Well, he wasn't in it, but you mean he directed Wait, it. What? <laughs> Jonathan Landis di- directed it. John oh, Landis. I thought you said Jonathan Brandis. No, 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 no. I was like, Jonathan Landis. Seacrest? John Landis and featuring some voiceover from Vincent Price. Yeah, that's right. Reading a poem. The funk of 40,000 years. Uh, anyway, Championship Wrestling died uh, much like a monster in the Thriller video in 1986. Mm, Chris, uh, <laughs> no monsters died in the video of Thriller. I would argue that the zombies were dead. But they were already dead. I mean, fine, Matt. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a scumbum who shouldn't be trusted. Welcome I to Semantics, know. a real debate podcast. Welcome to Chris Sucks. We're going to make him look stupid. It was followed by... So, <laughs> Matt, so WWF Wrestling Championship or Championship Wrestling was followed by the incredibly titled WWF Wrestling Challenge. I do remember this one very well because that's what I watched. Oh, really? What do you what do you remember? I remember Hulk Hogan being uh-huh. a real American. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember <laughs> yeah. maybe the Mountie. Oh, no, that's too late. All these shows kind of. Well, this ran from 86 to 95. So, so I knew the Mountie would have been there. Yeah. I think Wrestling Challenge was the one I watched on like Saturday mornings. Yeah, it was Wrestling Challenge. It got eventually shortened to the WWF Challenge. Uh, and it, it mostly featured WWF superstars uh, beating up jobbers. 
because yeah. that's what wrestling was at the time. So you got your Brooklyn Brawler. You've got your Pat. Oh, Pat on the back guy. Barry Horowitz. Uh huh. Um, those are the only two jobbers I remember. They weren't even job. I won't, I don't like calling those guys jobbers. I, I like enhancement talent because those guys worked really well in the ring, man. I agree. I agree. I just the, the I I shouldn't call them jobbers, and I apologize. Uh, also in 1986, something was launched that went on in one form or another until like 2001. And that's WWF superstars of wrestling, which later became, which, okay. So WWF superstars of wrestling was syndicated until from 86 to 96. Then in 96, it moved to the USA network where it was no longer a syndicated program. It became part of WWE's deal with. USA network. Mm-hmm. And then it moved with it got packaged with the TV rights on USA and it moved with the TV rights from USA to TNN. And then it died on TNN and didn't come back to USA. But yeah, Superstars of Wrestling. But then that uh, became a Hulu show, just WWE Superstars. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a whole thing. Yeah. Um and guess what? A lot it was a lot like <laughs> WWF Challenge, Wrestling Challenge. Uh, where that like it was lots of it was lots of enhancement matches because that's what a lot of the shows were. So it's important to note that the WWE of now, and I would say of the last many like the last many years, I'd say Attitude Era changed everything with this. So what you're, I'm pretty sure I know what you're about to say. So those early shows were a means to showcase the big stars to promote them coming to local shows. Mm -hmm. So like the syndicated shows and all of the shows were just a means of pushing tickets to live events. That's all it was. It was like, look, you too can come see Hulk Hogan beat up the brawler. Mm -hmm. Who doesn't want to see that? I want to see that. And so like, it was very much a live event ticket driven business. Nowadays, obviously, uh, the real money for WWE when outside of, you know, Saudi Arabia is like it's TV rights. It's a TV yeah. rights business. That's why it makes huge money on Fox for SmackDown and on USA Network with NBC Universal for Raw and all their content on Peacock. Like it's a it's a huge money business that is so not driven by ticket sales. That's why when attendance it shows is down like it's not as big of a deal as it used to be because that's not where the revenue comes from house shows are not a i I believe house shows are a loss leader house shows are at this point it's i feel like it's sort of been reversed where places like house shows are used to essentially promote the television product in a weird way but at the same time house shows are the best shows because they're not yeah, on not, television, so they're not they're always not time like hard camera. Yeah, it's it feels a lot looser at house shows. I I fully fully support people going to house shows. It's so much. They're fun. my favorite shows to go to. To be honest, you WWE. mean WrestleMania weekend are your favorite shows to go to? Uh, do I, I will I will flat out say that's not true because that's work and work wrestling is not as fun to me. I would argue that NXT shows are my favorite WWE shows to go to. I haven't been to an NXT 2.0 show. Neither have I. We will. So I'm very curious as to how that feels. Um, but yeah, I'm 
I love house shows. I also wanted to jump on the thing that before Attitude Era, a lot of a lot of matches on these shows were all, as we kind of mentioned, against enhancement talent because you want to build up to um, faces versus heels at pay-per-views or yeah. at bigger shows, yes. like our bigger weekly shows. Instead, now it's always faces and heels it locked in these internal feuds. So like wrestling was a very different landscape back then. It's not better or worse. It's just different. I got to put my phone on silent. Oh, my son ate. I'm glad they texted me that. Chris, guess what I had for lunch? Nothing. I have not eaten yet today. I know you mentioned it earlier. When we were talking about smack a D is coming soon to an episode. Oh, near you. you could I'd kill someone for a smack a <laughs> All right, let's hit. Let's hit some more of these, Matt, because I think it's time to start getting into there because they're they're kind of scattered throughout the, throughout the world but like it's time to start getting to some of the ones we know and love and remember so well and we're starting matt with the one you said it mm. ran for two years it ran 1997 to 1999 and its name is shotgun saturday night what a dumb name for this <laughs> wrestling hard, show hard disagree shotguns i don't look I don't understand why it's called that. I also don't understand why its logo is a police badge. I don't care. It's Wait, a is great it because, name. Is it because Stone Cold Steve Austin shotguns beers? He doesn't shotgun beers. He never does that. No, he doesn't shotgun beers. And I think, no, I don't think that's what it is. So it's the gun. The gun is the. <laughs> it's okay. So it like, so this is the weird thing. It's named after a gun. It's mm-hmm. its logo is a police badge. It's a, it's based on a New York City police badge because the whole gimmick of Shotgun Saturday Night was it is filmed on location in New York in like cutting edge. Like it's an edgier product where it's not filmed in front of a tra- traditional wrestling crowd. So Shotgun Saturday Night did things like uh, it filmed in nightclubs. It filmed in subway stations like I think it filmed in uh, what was it? Penn Station. It filmed in Penn Station, New York, and that's where you see you've seen that video of didn't Undertaker gives Triple H a tombstone on the top of the escalator and then Triple H comes down the escalator knocked out. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's the best video ever. But here's the thing, like it's it, at least compared to other syndicated shows or other wrestling shows in general, it had a, like a, a consistent theme throughout, like it did different things than traditional wrestling programming giving you an actual reason to watch it mm-hmm. like smackdown and raw right now are and, and no offense to smackdown and raw it's the same show it's the same thing with dynamite they're all the same show it's just yeah shotgun was doing something very different which i very greatly appreciate unfortunately that didn't last very long of course uh, not because, because that traditional wrestling show <laughs> yeah it it yeah it, it you know it just First of all, they had to get, I will say this, something I learned that I hadn't thought of before is that like, because of the initial way it was shot, they had to get the ring into places that weren't built to support the a full wrestling ring. So they used a smaller ring in a lot of instances. So that's 20 mm-hmm. by 20. Um, but also at a certain point, they just stopped doing that and started taping it <laughs> at yeah. the rest of WWE shows, which I feel like is how a lot of this stuff goes. Like once upon a time when they did WWE CW, like it filmed on its own and it was cool at like the Manhattan Center, not the Manhattan Center, the but the the arena below the Manhattan Center. Yeah. Um. But then they just started taping it before SmackDown. 
because you know whatever it's more cost effective it is definitely that uh but that sucked um so eventually that's just what shotgun saturday night became which was a bummer because like it was so, like the, the for me the that's what made it interesting. It was so different. It was different than any wrestling show you'd seen before. And that is something that no wrestling show does now. I feel like NXT flirted with that for a while. Um, and remember, Oh, Matt, remember our, remember my favorite, uh, quarantine raw feature. Raw that? underground. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, it's like yeah. raw fight club in a ring with no ropes and Shane McMahon just screaming at ringside. It was so weird. We got to do an episode on that, but it was so weird. Omos. Commander Aziz Omos. was in there. Yeah. Dolph Ziggler was in there one week for some reason. Braun Strowman was. I'm sorry. NXT champion Dolph Ziggler was in there for some reason. Finally, he's champion, guys. It you took- did it, fans. I'm Matt. We're going to get to see. We're going to get to watch in person with our eyeballs. Dolph Ziggler versus Braun Breaker in the battle of the weird names. Nikki. <laughs> I hope the Steiner brothers are there and sirens go off and like one of them's barking at the other one. And great. then Chucky comes out. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Uh, so moving on from Shotgun Saturday Night, that show was replaced by two shows, Matt. WWF Jacked with two Ks, with two Ks and WWF Metal, um, which as far as I can tell, it's very confusing. They're the same show. Yeah, they they were just wrestling shows. They were just the same show, uh, which whatever it like they those were the one those are the ones I remember very well because throughout the attitude those were sort of the attitude era, uh, B shows we'll say. Yeah, those uh, were the ones that would like air at, at like two a.m. on uh for me UPN or yeah. WGC uh, WGCI for me channel fifty. Yeah. Uh, and they were replaced by, well, how, how to even, how to even say this? They were the big one. So I want to say they're replaced by velocity, but that's not the case. Yeah. Uh, during the brand extension, uh, heat became a raw branded show and velocity was created as sort of the SmackDown alternative to heat. If you've uh, played SmackDown versus Raw 2006 through 2008 or 2007 through 2000, 2009, I think it was 2009 that had Velocity and Heat included in GM mode. I think so. And I think like maybe the maybe the logos and whatnot are still in there. Yeah. Uh, but. <sighs> Jacked and Metal weren't replaced by Velocity. They were replaced by two shows I'm willing to bet you've never heard of. Okay, let's find out. WWE Bottom Line. It sounds familiar, but I cannot say I've heard of it. WWE Afterburn. No. Those couldn't have lasted more than six months. Wait, are Uh, we in in ruthless aggression at this point, too? Matt? Yeah. WWE Afterburn began in 2002. Okay. It's still happening now. 
Wait, are you serious? It is an international show now. It is oh, a, okay. It's, a, it's become a recap show hosted by Scott Stanford for the past, I'm sorry, seven years. <laughs> Matt, there are 1,023 episodes of WWE Afterburn and WWE Bottom Line. Both of those still exist. Uh, God, I call myself a fan. I don't even know. Dude, I'll be honest with you. I If you would have told me these shows ended in 2002, the same year they premiered, I'd have been like, yeah, okay. That makes sense. But no, they still exist 20 somehow. years later. It's wild. They outlasted ECW, Sunday Night Heat, mm-hmm. uh, Main Event. Oh, no, Main Event's still a thing? I can't remember if Main Event's still going. But whatever. I, main Event's not going anymore, I don't think. that They have outlasted, like, all of the other shows that WWE has produced that aren't Raw and SmackDown. Matt, they outlasted Total Divas and Total Bellas. The most important well, cornerstones of WWE programming. When you're firing all your wrestlers, you can't really have a Total Divas show anymore, can you? Well, I didn't want to say it. I did. I liked that <laughs> show. I did not uh, like Total Bellas, but I like Total Divas. That's it. That's that's the Matt stance of the week. I'm trying to think of like memories I have of watching these shows because like what's weird is like if you go back and you look, a lot of people who are big stars now had tryout matches on these shows. Mm-hmm. Like I know AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan both did. I feel like the Young Bucks might have had a tryout match. Probably. You can't it's say the Hardys because the Hardys were featured on Raw like every three months or so. As jobbers. As enhancement talent, yes. That, and that and that was the era they were in. They they were in the era of those enhancement talent shows. Yeah. It's 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 very strange to me how televised wrestling has changed from a highlighting a star perspective to a using the shows to further storylines perspective. Like obviously there was always a degree of that with promos and whatnot, but I feel like storylines primarily like and it's been this way again since the attitude era primarily carry out on these TV shows. And that's what drives the pay-per-view business because Mm -hmm. that's another thing. Like shows like WrestleMania were important back in the day, but like when these syndicated shows were like the majority of WWE programming, there wasn't a, there wasn't a pay-per-view every month. It was like, it was, they were few and far between. And it wasn't until the Attitude Era, and I believe Eric Bischoff was the first one to raise the stakes to 12 pay-per-views a year, and then WWE followed suit. That's when the TV shows had to take a a more significant stand in terms of like using that airtime to develop storylines that could be featured in pay-per-views every single month. And it could be argued that sometimes it's done that better than others. Uh, It could also be argued that like, as we got, I would, I would argue this even as we got away from enhancement talent matches on the syndicated shows, they got better because Mm -hmm. they stopped featuring. And I, and Matt, I, I have a feeling you'll agree with this. They stopped featuring the bigger name stars and essentially they became like the shows where the newer guys in a weird way, they're almost like the proto NXT. It's where the people who were 
much lower on the card got the chance to go and like hone their craft and show off and like work in front of the crowd and get further used to that. And like, I remember so many great, great, like I remember a ton of really good Paul London matches on these shows uh, in the uh, Ruth, ruthless aggression. Ruthless aggression era that hurt my throat. God. <laughs> but yeah, <clears throat> I, <laughs> that really hurt my throat. I'm on I'm on Peacock right now because obviously uh we don't have WWE network anymore, which had a the catalog was fantastic for that. Um <clears throat> that hurt my throat a little. So right now oh, yeah, are these shows available? There's four seasons of WWE Superstars available, but it's season seven through ten. So it starts at ninety-two. Uh okay. Superstars only has three seasons available, and it's the last three. Um how about shotgun? Of, no. None Shotgun these, Saturday night's not available. None of these are available, which is a huge bummer. Um, I'm scrolling through one more time just to see. That's it's, a it, huge bummer. Like I, that means that means that clip of uh, Triple H getting tombstone onto an escalator is kind of lost unless you go find it somewhere, not on the network. That's a that sucks. Again, the thing is with with how WWE's um, on demand stuff is set up in Peacock, it's not as intuitive or well put together as it was in WWE Network. I'm looking at it right now. You can go to old school. You can go to WWE Superstars, which is the flagship show of the early 90s, they call it. mm -hmm. And you can go to WWE Old School. Which is literally they don't explain what it is. It's just random old shows. But then again, like you have like all the independent stuff set up really nice, like uh, ICW progress evolved WXW. Uh, and then you have like old territory stuff set up really, really well. Uh, which I find funny because they put Southpaw regional wrestling in their old uh, territory stuff. I'm like, that's pretty funny. Oh, Matt, I'm looking at old school and it looks like the majority of it is the MSG TV show. Okay. That's perfect. Which is kind of cool. That's kind of cool. But still, like, I give me, like, the thing, the, the beauty of WWE's tape library is they have access to freaking everything. Why is it not all on here? And I know it made the move to Peacock and it's an ongoing process and whatnot, but, like, get a move on. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for it. I want to watch it, please. Instead, I'll just have to watch, uh, let's see, WWE Judgment Day 1998, in which Kane faces off against The Undertaker for the vacant WWE Championship. But there, I mean, like, WCW has uh, the World Championship Wrestling Weekly Show. It has Saturday Night on here. Um, Well, that's all you really need. The World Championship Wrestling Weekly Show? Great. It's great. And there's tons of it. Uh, well, yeah, there's there's, there's, there's quite there's, a bit. They have all like all the God, all the stuff you need. I just want to go back and rewatch WCW. But I'd love I to watch Shotgun Saturday Night. I, I understand putting all those syndicated shows on here. I don't know if the rights are tricky or whatever. I, I would assume that NBC Universal or Comcast owns it all at this point. Well, they only have two seasons of Saturday Night. But that's still WCW better than Saturday nothing. Night. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh, the Clash of Champions TV show. 
So well, you can watch Cha- Clash of Champions was specials, wasn't it? Like TV specials. Uh, um, for, it looks like four a year. Yeah. So you could watch Shockmaster if you want. I think that's considered my more next of a, guest is shocking. No, my next guest is, is going to shock the world because he is none other than the, the shock, shock master. master. Right. My bad. Oh, no. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they put Southpaw under the territories. I know. That's pretty fun. Anyway. Yeah, there's a lot of syndicated shows. None of them are available for you to watch. Well, that's just that's not true. Some no? superstars is available to watch. I'm sorry. Superstars. Uh, let me check main event. How far back does main event go? Main event goes um, recent. Uh, oh. When I say recent, I think like 2012, it said. 2012. And so evidently main event is still a thing because they're still making episodes of it. Oh, so that's you know. cool. Good for them. Uh, let me check superstars to see if that by chance goes back to superstars of wrestling. It does not. No. So, yeah, that's a bummer. It's 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 so strange to me that like these shows are essentially lost to time until they get added to Peacock. There's so much, there's an insane level of wrestling out there. I wonder if Tony Khan buying ring of honor and having that as a possibility to beef up a streaming package will sort of light a fire under WWE to finish building out their streaming package. Because yes, there's tons of content here, tons of content. There's no way a human being could watch everything that's on Peacock. But there, those are some glaring omissions because those are quite honestly the bedrock of what like made WWE. Yeah. And an important piece of just an important piece of history for the business as a whole. So here's hoping I just, Matt, I just want to watch the early shotgun episodes. That's it. So do I let me watch. What uh, was the one from WWF New York? So for a while, Sunday Night Heat broadcast from WWF New York, and it was like Taz and Michael Cole, they would do matches in the arena and Taz and Michael Cole would be calling them from the stage in WWF New York. It was very dumb. And like during Raw and whatnot, they would cut away to WWF New York watch parties where like Al Snow would be there. Anyway, that's it for this week. Uh, next week we'll have an episode, and then <laughs> what a lackluster ending. Yeah, I, we're we're pretty far into this, uh, and then uh, so we'll have a bunch of WrestleMania related specials coming out too, as well. Yeah, we'll get we'll get we'll try to get our WrestleMania predictions out early next week. Um, I don't know what we'll do for next Thursday's episode. No, that'll be predictions next week. Next week's for episode is predictions. I feel like we should get predictions out earlier. I'll get it out Monday and that'll be your whole week episode. <laughs> Ever. Whatever. Yeah, whatever works. D- rest assured, there's a lot to come. Uh, you're going to be sick of us, but it's going to yes. be great. Yep. Uh, that's it for this week, Chris. Any final words? Shotgun Saturday night. See you next week. Thanks for listening to Russell Buddies. We hope you had at least almost as much fun as we did. Go ahead and rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app. You can email us questions at WrestleBuddies at GameSpot.com or find us over on Twitter at WrestleBuddies. I am at Chris Hayner. He is at I'm Matt Elfring. See you next week.